When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, where we use dice to tell a story of horrible hauntings and pesky pubescence. I'm Tyler Samples, your keeper of monsters and mysteries. Let's meet our player. Hi, I'm Jeff Murdoch, and I'm playing the character Adam Miller, the monstrous, and I'm alone. All alone. That's right, you are. Because you see, everybody, this week, Jeff was filming a short film, so he wasn't able to participate in our main session. But he and I kind of put our heads together and I saw this as an opportunity to forward the story in a what I hope is an interesting way. So we're going to do a little extra bony session for you all. Bony is how cool people say bonus. (laughs) So I saw they say boner. (laughs) It's true. So you know, it's very versatile. If nothing else, take that away from this. You have you have a new word for your lexicon. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to jump you into it, Adam Miller. And it is as follows. You told your mom everything you told her you told her you're the mothman mm-hmm. or really a moth boy she knows that you sold your soul and because she sold hers you sold it and got protection for your friends and yourself i believe it was keep my friends safe yeah with some sort of devilish protection yeah and uh, and also a walk on. I asked for a walk on roll and a walk on roll on the reunion episode of Boy Meets World. Yes, mm-hmm. for Netflix, right? Is that what they said? Yeah, that's right. Or at least my dad said. Yeah, <laughs> and you told her you're a monster hunter and that you were actually leaving to go deal with a monster. Yeah, you walk away from your house then, and obviously you know from what she reported that CEJ went to the old navy to buy pants or something. It's still fairly early in the morning. It's probably like 7.30 in the yeah, morning. Seems early for pants. You know, that kid, he loves his pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they've been getting tore up. So <laughs> Truth. So you make your way to meet up with the ladies at the Quivic house on Manitou Street. And you make it about, well, how are you getting there? Um, okay, so I remember last time I talked to my mom, and uh, we were talking about getting me a PT Cruiser. I mm-hmm. don't think that happened yet because you know you got to sign stuff, and you can't just buy any PT Cruiser. So I don't think I have a vehicle. So um, she did let you borrow her car. She did let me borrow her car. Um, honestly, I bet I I bet I drive that car, and I'm blaring some sweet tunes. What are you playing? I'm playing Freak on a Leash by Corn, which you can hear on Adam Miller's Spotify list. On our uh, Patreon. Yeah, on our Patreon. Yeah, hey, so everybody check that out. Way to, way to seamlessly blend it into the world. Hey, man, call me an outlet because I like to plug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Adam Miller, you get in your mom's car. What kind of car does your mom drive? Oh, uh, she's got, uh, I think it's a brown Oldsmobile. Mm, yeah, what year is it? It is 1992. Ooh, yeah. It's, it's seen better days. 
it's two door as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's seen a lot of better days. So you get out. It's it's a fairly. It's going to be a bright day. It's going to be a, a nice, bright, sunny day. You get in the car mm-hmm. and you get about a block away. And I need you to roll act under pressure. Okay. All right. Yes, that's right. Sun is making me especially weak right now. Was there something that made me um, weaker with the sun? So what it is, is, yeah, it was uh, losing your soul. That's right. Or having your soul removed from your body. Because, again, and this is just to, to cover for listeners, your soul was taken out of your body and stuffed into shamanda's body along with her soul so yeah. it's uh you you're sort of your soul is sort of working at a distance yeah. and so you're losing some of the sort of natural protection you get from your soul because earlier we established if you did lose the entirety of your soul you would become a mothman full yeah. a full mothman the moth curse is sort of slowly eroding away your soul so yeah. it seems like the devil took the soul away so that the curse couldn't complete but taking it away did make it progress a little bit. Yeah. You know, you, you, it, it's difficult being a dad and a devil, but whatever. <laughs> You're telling me. Um, so I, my act under pressure, I rolled a six. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and you have a negative one to all rolls oh. when you're exposed to light. So it's a five. So it's a five. So that was a roll to see if you were able to restrain your powers from expressing themselves which you are not. So your powers forcibly come to the fore. This is a classic, like really an inverse of a werewolf of like you're driving. It's kind of still, there's some clouds in the sky. You're sort of driving under some big trees and there's like dappled light coming down. And as soon as you get past the block, the clouds move away from the sun and the full light of the sun hits you and you just burst into your caterpillar form uh, while you're at the wheel of the car. So what is your experience at that moment like? Um, I, I see. So I turn into full caterpillar. I think. Yeah. Unless you unless you think you become something different. Uh, no, I definitely am still like, I don't think I'm quite ready to, you know, go into my cocoon. So I, I'm a caterpillar and mm-hmm. uh, I, I just like sort of burst out of my clothes. I, I don't think I wore my regular sweatpants uh, and sweat. You know, I, I, I wasn't expecting this to happen. And I just sort of explode and my shirt just rips up and my pants just rip up and, and I'm just trying to use my tiny little mandibles to steer the wheel. Yeah. Which is interesting because you don't, you, you maintain your sort of human mind while you're in caterpillar form, right? You don't lose your sense of self. No, I not, not fully. I think there's definitely a part like getting drunk where I'm a little more uninhibited. Um, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. still have human thoughts. Okay. Well, your human thought is encountering the fact that there is no steering wheel in front of you. There's no no car around you. You actually, as you look around, you find yourself, it's pretty confusing because it is night. It is nighttime. There's a full moon. You're in a clearing in the forest. Damn. And I'm still, but I am a caterpillar. You are a caterpillar. Do you try to turn back or do you stay caterpillar? Um... I think I do a quick once around to see where what's going on. I I think uh something I think this is more fishy than me trying to get out of caterpillar form. Yeah, roll uh, let's see here. What do I read a bad situation. So you'll roll plus sharp. Cool. And um I'm no longer negative 1, right? That's right. Okay, but I still rolled a 2. <laughs> 
Jeez, oh, I'm going to level up. Yeah, this is going to go quick. You're going to become very dangerous soon. So on a miss, you either misread the situation or you might reveal tactical details to your enemies, which means I could ask you one of the questions. And I'm going to choose that. Okay. Uh, let's see. The question I want to know as as whatever enemy might be here is what is the biggest threat that you pose? Oh, like to society? To someone who is opposed to you, you know, like a, a, an antagonist to you or an, an oh, enemy to you. Dude, mental dominion, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you, you're looking around. You don't see anything around notable at all. And then I need you to roll plus charm. Okay. I'm good at charming. You are. But I, oh, fuck, I still have, I'm guilty. So You're I'm, still feeling guilty, yeah. All right, well, I got an eight, though. An eight, okay. Yeah. You experience yourself at a stalemate as something else bursts into your brain. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, this hurts. Is this what I do to people? Yeah, you experience being mentally dominated. It's like red hot, the the force of it and the intensity of it as this other force is like almost literally burrowing into your your mind. It feels very much like a worm or, you know, say a caterpillar chewing into your mind to get to your most private self and take control. You're able to push it back. What for you gives you the strength to push it away? I, uh, I I think I just fill my brain with the last song I was listening to, and I'm just scream singing in my head, and maybe outside too, in Caterpillar voice, uh, free gun on a leash, buy corn. <laughs> Check it out on Patreon, everybody. That, that playlist is going to be real key to this episode. Yeah, you should probably pause this uh, podcast right now, listen to that song, the entire song, and then come back. Yeah, and as you get to, I, it takes a while, but once you finally get to the dum 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 dum, that part, you realize this force that you are fighting is very familiar to you. What is it? And the problem with it is, it's just so much closer than you have ever experienced before, or that you have experienced in quite a long time. As you realize, this is the same sort of link that you have with the secret masters. Oh no, I haven't talked to them in a while. I bet they're pissed. And you look around in your caterpillar form and I have done a bit of research on moths. Cool. You have very good sense of smell, though it's not technically smell, but you have a very good chemical receptors through my feet. Through I I'm I actually didn't I don't yeah, we'll say. Yes, through your feet. Mm -hmm. And you are experiencing like these wafting pheromones of stuff as you see, you know, quote unquote see at the periphery of this clearing, moth wings approaching. And will you describe for us what the Mothman looks like? Yeah, he is freaking huge ass uh, wings. Like uh, they're like freaking uh, like eight feet tall. These wings, um, taller than him. Like these wings are bigger than him. And he got big old red eyes and long old antennas and a big old proboscis nose that is like coming at me and going back in and just like going in and out like a like a party favor, party blower thing. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's got his big old legs like, you know, like moth legs. But all of these legs and arms are jacked 
to hell and back. <laughs> like, they're fucking ripped. Like, bigger, like, gross. Like, when you see, like, a bodybuilder and you're like, that's too much. That's what the Mothman looks like. And he's not wearing any anything below the waist. And no. It's, it, instead of where his genitalia should be or it should be or they should be, I don't know. It's just like a black hole and like it is like a different galaxy coming from this creature's groin. And you see he's not the only one to his right and left and, are, and surrounding you in this clearing. You see other moth people coming and you realize that truly it is the secret masters and oh, not the fuck. secret master. As you realize there isn't a mothman in you. There is the moth men of which you are possibly the newest member, but all of them are sort of, they have their heads turned to the the largest that is approaching, who you in- instinctively know as being the originator. The other thing about the originator Mothman is, as you said, waist down is just inky blackness, but from waist up or torso area, there are sort of the scraps of an old, piece of clothing hanging over it. And as you're looking at it, you see it's a uniform shirt, like a gray uniform shirt with patches on the arms, like uh, over the shoulders. And you realize it looks like a night watchman's uniform, just the scraps of it. And you see on the over on the left breast, just the barest parts of an old patch that is a patch from the Haverford generating station, the power plant in town. Whoa. And as you are looking at this terrifying form in front of you, you hear in your head, what has happened to you? It's, it's asking me that. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing. What, is, what has happened to you? Who are you? Your bond is changed. Oh, Oh, you, you mean that? Um, uh, yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of um, sold my soul to my dad. Do you attempt to escape us? No, uh, no, I, I, I don't. I, it was just, it, it, it seemed like I needed. I was told that it was a thing I needed to do, and, and uh, I, uh, <laughs> I think I turn around and try to flee. Great, yeah, I think that's got to be an act under pressure. Yeah. So roll plus cool. Um, six. <laughs> Damn. I know. Yeah, you can't. You are, at this point, effortlessly mentally dominated. Oh, my God. And so this is going to be, it has three hold on you. So it can tell you to do three things. Fuck, oh, God. Oh, no, this is awful. I can't believe I do this to people. The first thing is just so powerfully, this is just on a basic level. This is the same as like your body telling you you need to wake up or your body telling you you need to breathe. These are just like automatic level responses. It just says stay and you just feel all of your legs stop. Yeah. And you turn. And but I know that it only has two more, so It's true. <laughs> Don't waste them, dude. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. And the lead mothman says in your brain, "Do you seek to spurn our gift?" No. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I tried to run. I'm sorry I sold the devil. I mean, my soul to the devil. It was my dad, and he told me that I should do it. And, like, he gave me a walk-on role to Boy Meets World, which maybe isn't much to you. 
Um, no offense, I don't think you guys have TV wherever you're from, but, like, it's just a hard thing to turn down, and, like, I'm not saying fuck you, I'm just saying this is fucking weird. I'm gonna stop talking now, though. In this moment, while you're rambling like that, you experience through this link, it's channeled through all of these Mothmen. Like, all of these beings are sort of on the same wavelength, and then kind of all directed towards the lead Mothman and then coming towards you. But in the moment while you are rambling through and everything, you experience a hint of amusement, not from the lead Mothman, but from one of these other channels. And it's it's something about it is familiar, but it is the like mental equivalent of like kind of a smirk of somebody oh. sort of amused by just like how you're you're flopping around in this and like <sighs> making this undignified. You just experience that. You look to your right, trying to see who it is, but you just can't place it. But one of them is different. But the feeling of their connection feels very familiar to you. Oh, my God. And you realize in this moment before the Mothman continues, you still can't place who it is. But you you realize when you've talked to the secret master before, yeah, you've been talking to two people. What? You've been talking to the Mothman, and you've been talking to whoever this other Mothman is. It's almost like you've been doing the equivalent of like calling into a dispatch and yeah. somebody's responding, but somebody else has been taking the channel sometimes and giving you competing oh, so messages. Competing messages? Yeah, like sometimes when you talk to the Mothman, the Mothman is like, protect your your friends or whatever. Yeah. And you're realizing in this moment that must be this other person because the Mothman that you are currently engaging with has no human connection at all. Like, doesn't seem mad at you. He doesn't seem frustrated or anything. He honestly is, like, pretty dispassionately curious while also being, like, completely powerful. This is, to excuse the pun, like, somebody talking to a bug where he's like, I could crush you at any point is what you're getting from the lead Mothman. Okay. Somebody else seems to have a different agenda and has used you to pursue it. But in this moment... The lead Mothman, we'll just say Mothman Prime, I suppose. Yeah, that's great. I like that. Um, we'll call him Prime. Prime says to you, Then do you seek the next step? Um, what, what is the next step? And you just get a flash in your, your mind of moth wings and full form and the majesty of flight. Yes. And you experience a chuckle, and it is very different than the amusement from whomever the other moth person was. Prime's amusement is cold. It is the amusement of, like, a star watching planets form. It is very odd. But it chuckles, and Prime says, Then the challenges will begin. The first challenge isn't even a challenge. You just scream as, a, you know, your caterpillar scream as your mind is, like, flayed open. Oh my god. And the <laughs> and Prime goes through every memory you've ever had. Oh Jesus, this is embarrassing. I I mean, I'm a teenager. A lot of the memories are bad. <laughs> it's it's true. You tell me, which memory does Prime find most interesting? Um without knowing much about Prime, I I think he's really drawn to um my fat years. AKA, <laughs> AKA zero through sixteen. <laughs> yeah, but for sure. Specifically, uh, being a, a kid in the summer wearing his swims or wearing a t-shirt while I go swimming in the lake. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, there's and and that's the only time you get any hint of whoever Prime was, something about that connects. So on some level, the the man that Prime used to be, the human man that Prime used to be, on a very deep level connects to that same sort of like embarrassment, the, uh, like teenage embarrassment, and has you just experience one flutter of somebody in the exact same situation, like a, an overweight kind of embarrassed kid swimming. It's actually at Lake Mystery. It's at the same lake. With the goonches. With the goonches. But in this one fleeting moment of this, looking around, you see that this person, the way they're dressed and the people around, it looks to be like the 50s. Whoa. So cool. And and then that memory disappears. Not, like, not disappears from you, but like disappears. Like You realize that's the last time anybody is experiencing that memory. Yeah. Because Prime no longer has it either. It's like something so delicate that even noticing it just made it collapse like a like snowflake dust. exactly and as that melts away prime says interesting this begins to make sense why this has been difficult you were an interesting choice we are intrigued let the challenges begin and your eyes close and when they open you are in a cocoon whoa you're in a full co- this is much larger than any cocoon that you make Okay. But you're there. The voice of Prime in your thoughts says, Three cloths lie before you. <laughs> Consume the correct one. Oh my gosh. Will you describe to me what each cloth looks like? Like what okay. kind of cloth each one is? Yeah. Okay. So the first cloth is like uh, silk. Like like a, a kid's idea of like fancy silk pajama cloth. Um, and it's like red. Mm-hmm. Like a deep red. Oh yeah. Uh, our second cloth, the one in the middle, is uh, uh, it, it's uh, not denim; it's fake denim, like it's uh, that stretchy denim kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, and then the third cloth is uh, it is a uh, well, it's sort of very old and musty, and between a burlap sack kind of cloth and a shirt, like a old or old farmer shirt kind of thing. So it's very rough. Which do you pick? I pick that silk shirt, baby. Nice. It tastes really, really good. Incredible. Truly, like, the finest thing you've ever eaten. Where normally there would be applause, there's silence. But you can feel approval in it as as the cocoon melts away and Prime says, You have picked of our kind. You understand the importance of what we bring. The second challenge begins. Dominate Thank this Thank you, man. sir. And you oh. turn around and behind you is standing. Honestly, it's it's nobody. It's, it's some guy from town you've seen maybe once before. His name is Harry Herman. Harry Herman. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. And Harry Herman, he has three kids. He keeps to himself. He works construction. He's uh, had a very normal life, and he is fucking terrified right now uh, as he just sort of comes out of a stupor, and he looks, and he sees you, and he just starts screaming. You see urine immediately pouring down his leg. You see he's wearing, like, a hunter's cap, you know, one of the ear flap caps. Yeah, totally. Um, He was out for deer season, made a wrong turn, and got picked up by the wrong people, and he is there and he's looking at you and he's like, I don't, I don't understand what this is. What's going on. And you've been told 
dominate him. And um, do I, are my are my secret masters around? Mm-hmm. Are they like right there with me? They're they're all watching. You realize in this moment he can't see them, but okay. you can. I look. I sort of looked at them and I asked, "Just mental dominate them, him." And Prime just responds, "Dominate this man." And uh, in my caterpillar language, I turn to him and I say, "Sorry," <laughs> but it just sounds like. <laughs> And I and I I cast mental dominion on okay, him. Okay, roll plus charm. More like roll minus charm. <laughs> Ooh, but it is a ten. Okay, you took your negative two. Yep, and I, I have a positive two, so it just cancels that's, out. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you have three hold. Um, so yeah, he stiffens up as you do that, and then Prime says, "Demonstrate your domination." Um. Uh, give me your hat. Do you say that in his mind, or do you speak with your caterpillar mouth? Um, I think I say I speak with my caterpillar mouth first, and like, oh, shit, of course. <laughs> and then I said to brainwise. Yeah, he. You see him just kind of mechanically reach up, grab his hat, pulls it off, and he goes towards you. And then you see kind of confusion on his brow, and he says, "Do." Do you want me to hand it to you, or do you want me to put it on your head? Um, uh, the, 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 the head. And he brings his hand down, and you have a Stormy Cromer. Stormy Cromer, that's a great name for I think that's hat. what it's called. Let me, Stormy Cromer cap, yeah. So, yeah, he he brings his hand down, and you have a Stormy Cromer cap on your head. The wool winter cap most associated with the Upper Peninsula. Mm. I, uh, I, I, I eat it immediately. You see his face fall. It's clear in that moment. You're, I mean, you're connected with this guy completely. And honestly, it's probably because the, the Prime and the other Moth men are there. You have all of his memories in your head. You have every moment of this guy's life. So you see when Harry was given this hat by his oh. grandfather. It was on his first deer hunt, and Damn. his his grandfather gave it to him. His grandfather passed away pretty soon thereafter, oh, man. and you just so, eat it right in front of him. Honestly, I, I wish I could stop, but it's kind of like, how can you stop eating a cupcake halfway? It's so true. It's so yeah. tasty. Have a sandwich? I've never heard of that. <laughs> I, I can't stop until it's all gone. I'm right there with you. What's your second command? Um, Prime is is just sort of holding in anticipation, waiting to see. Oh God! Uh, um, fuck! I gotta dominate him. Um, I mean, he's pretty dominated already. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say, uh, <clears throat> go home. <laughs> He starts to go and he turns, you see, he almost like his eyes look wide and and thankful as he turns and Prime flutters forward and stands in front of him and just shakes his head no and puts his hand up to Harry's head and touches it with his super jacked hand. Yeah, it's gross. He's got muscles on his hand. (laughs) It's so nasty. And Harry... His eyes roll back in his head and he collapses to the ground and Prime looks at you and says, Again. 
What? Dominate this man. I did dominate him. Dominate this man. You... I did... What... What do you want me to do to dominate him? There's no... You didn't give me anything to study. There's no study guide for this. Prove your domination. I did. I mentally dominated him. I think it's stronger to let the fish go than eat every fish you catch. Your concerns dominate you. Dominate this man. <sighs> do I have to cast Mental Dominion again? You do. Ugh, I cast Mental Dominion again. Okay, it's a two. Uh, no, it's a four. So. Okay. You know this instinctively. If you do not succeed at this, you will be stripped of the the Mothman curse okay. completely. So this I, might be a luck moment. I use my luck. Okay. So as a result of that, you are going to automatically succeed. You get three hold on it. You are going to need to pick one of the curses for the your monstrous background. And either one of your curses is going to get stronger or you're going to get a new curse. I am going to say... Well, you tell me. Which which do you want? Do you want to make one curse stronger, or do you want to add a new curse? Um, ooh, what are the curses to choose from? So, uh, we have feed. You you subsist on living humans. Or clothes in my place. Or clothes in your place. So, you could add it. We could add an, a second thing that you feed on. I think it would then progress to something living. Yeah vulnerabilities you're currently vulnerable to light you have a vulnerability to that so you could add a second vulnerability or we could increase the vulnerability you experience from light pure drive one emotion rules you so there's a list of emotions that we would pick from it's basically the seven deadly sins you pick from one of them and then whenever you have a chance to indulge that emotion you must do so immediately or act under pressure to resist and then the last one is kind of already happening which is dark master you have an evil lord who doesn't yeah. know you change sides i think i'm gonna go with pure drive you know great so here are the the emotions and you're gonna pick one that is gonna become especially strong hunger hate anger fear jealousy greed joy pride envy lust or cruelty oh my gosh i mean i feel like that since i've been doing this with this guy Cruelty kind of makes sense, or do you think they're no yeah. one? Yeah, no, that works for me. Yeah, yeah. So you, anytime you have a chance to indulge in cruelty, you have to do so immediately, cool. or act under pressure, pressure to resist. Yeah, and you'll let me know when that is, or I'll just <laughs> right. I mean, I think you'll know. Yeah, the, as a teenager, I think you know when whenever you have an opportunity to act with cruelty. So, but I will let you know if if it doesn't become immediately obvious to you. Yeah. So I'm just putting it on your sheet right now so we can reference it as we Thanks. go. But wow. you have full, in this moment, you have full full control over Harry here. What are you doing? I, I, I get into his brain and say, Harry, beat the shit out of yourself. He immediately jerks up and is like, what? No. Uh, and you just see him form a fist and he just starts pounding on himself. I'm not going to describe the details of it. It's fucking horrific. Yeah, it's brutal and i don't think i turn away at all because i'm loving this cruelty now yeah you it's weird because you would turn away you are yeah. a good sweet boy but in this moment like it, it, it you realize like yeah dominating people f is awesome like the power that you have these people they do what you want you can control them more than they can control themselves and that just is awesome like discovering how small people are and how easily manipulated they are 
it gives you such a sense of power over your life, which you've never had before. Like you just never have that control and suddenly you do. I think it's like truly super intoxicating. Yeah. He is about to finish. And so what, what do you do at that point? He sort of slumps over teeth missing. God, he's bleeding from everywhere. You can see somehow he's managed like his, his fist is his hands is completely broken just from the pulp that he has beaten himself to. What happens next? Um, so I got, I got control over him again. And like, I look to the, mm-hmm. and the masters aren't saying anything else. They're just impassively watching. I just get in his head and I say, look at you. Pathetic. Missing teeth covered in blood. You don't belong in Haverford. I want you to leave your family and this town forever. He starts weeping as he gets up and slowly. No, he doesn't even get up. He starts crawling out of the out of the clearing away from Haverford and you know he will never come back. He is just he is the another missing person. Oh my god. In Haverford County and you feel resounding approval from the from Prime. You also in this moment you as you experience approval, you experience deep deep regret. Yeah. Coming I- from someone else and you realize it's the same second source as it was before. So one of the people here, one of the other moth people here is is feels so terrible about this moment and then it goes away like almost immediately to the point that like you're not you think possibly you're the only one that even picked up on it and you realize that they whoever it is is policing themselves very carefully to not be noticed by prime or the other moth folk yeah um and i still have one more hold in this guy you do still have one more hold as he's crawling, pulling himself away from Haverford and the family that he will never see again. Damn, dude. Um, I, I tell him to, <laughs> gosh, I guess I probably wants to be like, send me a postcard. <laughs> <laughs> so I know where you're at. So, sure. Is, is yeah. that what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. He just gets, <laughs> As he's pulling forward with his broken, beat-up hand, he just gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> and and we know that in about three weeks, you are going to receive a postcard that just says, I'm here. Where is it a postcard from? Uh, where? Uh, oh, gosh. I, I guess I tell him to go to... Um, is there a town close by? Or I'm trying to think. Are we naming any other towns in the area? We have not. Rhinelander might be a decent one. That's fairly close. Okay. I'd say go to the Motel 6 in Rhinelander. And I know it. And it's not a good Motel 6. <laughs> and that's no. saying a lot. Yeah, that's the one. That's the place where you and, and Diane got bed bugs. Yeah, we always call it. Like, it's a joke in, like, Haverford that it's not a Motel 6. It's a Motel 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of people use it because it's, it's on the way down to uh, Madison. Yeah. Yeah, so in a couple of weeks, you get a postcard from the Motel 6 in Rhinelander, right on the border of Wisconsin and Superior. Sweet. And after that moment, there's a long moment as he sort of inches away. And you can tell Prime is waiting to see if you show compassion or weakness in Prime's view. 
And when you don't, he turns back to you and just proceeds. There's no, doesn't seem to give a shit at all about this guy or what you did. It was just a test and you passed. And Prime then says, The final challenge. And motions and up above you, a light forms. And it's a small, bright light. It looks like the moon, but small, like the size of a beach ball. And it starts to float down. And Prime says, Do you know why we are attracted to light? No, Prime. No, I don't. At night, if we keep the moon at a steady angle, we fly straight and unerring. It is large and predictable and guides us from afar. But humans bring their own lights, ones that are irregular and too close. If we use those as guides, the angles change too often, and we must adjust, then adjust again, and soon we are caught in an inescapable spiral. Embrace this true light, the mother's light, and you will never lose your way. And you see the light, this sort of false moon, continue to descend down. And you feel that compulsion, that draw to, to the light that you've been experiencing more and more. Yes. And it's really strong. And whereas before, you are always kind of trying to pull away from that, the feeling, you are feeling a moment where you are being told and given permission to just completely give into it and to just embrace the light i embrace it i accept it okay right at the moment you are about to hell breaks loose what and when i say that i mean literally a demon bursts out of the other end of the clearing and says i fucking knew it I have been looking all over for this little shit stain, and I fucking knew you had something to do with it, you piece of shit. And he just flies over your head and just tackles Prime. Oh, my God. And you see other demons popping up and attacking other mothmen, and it is just a fucking brawl. It is just like chaos as these horrific demonic creatures just start ripping into and tearing up the moth creatures who are fighting back. And it's really hard to see who's winning. Oh what do God. you do in this moment? Um, I, uh, I think I'm terrified, but uh, so I, I go, I, I shuffle off and I try to hide in the brush. And as you do, something grabs you and lifts you into the air oh. and you realize it's one of the mothmen, and it's picking you up and you feel the huge beat of moth wings flying up into the air what do you do? I uh, I say, what's going on? In like a little like whiny teenage caterpillar voice. <laughs> and what you hear is a voice not in your head. This one is, this is an audible voice. And a familiar woman's voice says, I'm taking you somewhere safe. Just hang on. And this is and the familiar one? It is. And you realize you know where you've heard this voice before. Where? This is your aunt, Rebecca Ernst. Rebecca? C.E.J.'s mom? And she flies you over the canopy and you see this like horrific supernatural battle taking place below as you realize your what you sold your soul for has just kicked into effect, the protection. You are being protected and this is what is happening. Oh, fuck. I have fucked up. <laughs> and she says, yeah, you... But we all fucked up. She lands you in a tree. There is a, a, just a large oak that she 
settles onto a branch and she settles you next to it and you see she is a full moth person yeah she looks the same as prime smaller and she says adam i am so sorry that this has happened to you i think before she can say anything else i start like like unloading like i was gonna i was gonna get the postcard and i was gonna go find him and i was gonna take his family to go to him i wasn't gonna leave him there i was gonna fix this i just didn't know what to do with everything sort of happened at once and she, you experience mental dominion again oh, fuck. from her. She just says, shut up, and you quiet up. And then she's like, I'm sorry. Is it like the mental dominion? It feels like, you know, when someone smacks a kid. Yeah. I feel like I'm just like that kind of quiet. Like yeah. Just taken aback that my aunt did that to me. Yeah. And she's like, I, be yourself. I'm, be yourself. Ignore what I said. I'm sorry. Adam, I, I am, I am sorry. Uh, we don't have a lot of time. I, uh, I, you can do this, Rebecca. I am sorry I did this to you, Adam. You, whoa, what? Are you the one who did this to me? You she made wanted, me a man? I, I needed to pick somebody and I needed to keep CEJ safe. And, <sighs> and I didn't have a lot of options and you don't know what I have done. I've done so many horrible things. He makes me do it, and you I know what you're feeling inside because I feel it too, and there is so little of me left. But I, the only thing that is, is I lo- my son needs to be protected, and I needed someone to protect him, and that is that is you. Oh, my God. Is 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 CJ's, CJ's dad a Mothman too? She looks so – I mean, it's a, an emotion you're very familiar with. She looks incredibly guilty. She looks so guilty. She looks disgusted with herself. She looks ashamed. Did you? It was so early. I had just been, I I was just turned. I mean, you know what it's like at the beginning. It's so hard to control yourself. It sucks. And you're so hungry. And did you? And you can see her. I, yeah. You you can see you could push this way, and she w- is going to lose her mind, or ch- you can get I, other answers. I change the subject. Okay, what do you change it to? Uh, what what do we do? And she's like, "Where is Cej? He's at Old Navy getting new pants." No, 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 not the Old Navy. Yeah, yeah, that's <sighs> what that's what my mom said. No, you don't understand, Cej. He's He's one of the 36, and Layla knows that now, and she is going to kill him, okay. and this is all going to be over. No, he, okay. you – no. I, I, before you go on, Aunt Rebecca, um, what are the 36? I don't get know that one. The 36 it's, – it's, it's an old tradition. It's, it's so old. It's – there are 36 souls – and they're the bond. They're 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 normal people. They're just good normal people. They they they're below the surface. They don't they yeah, don't really, matter. And the really point, be- yeah, they don't matter. I sort of chuckled at myself. <laughs> and she's like, and that's the point. They're not supposed to matter. They're just supposed to live normal, good lives. And they guarantee continuity. And they guarantee that we keep moving forward and everybody stays safe. And if one of those is gone, or if one of those goes off that path, then everything is off and it is all over. And she just wants it to end. She just wants to end all of this so she can go back and try again. And 
And okay, you we, need to keep him we safe. We killed Layla, okay? I'm pretty sure we got rid of no, her. No, no, you did not. No. Yeah, we did. No. It happened at the dance. It kind of Did ruined. you go to the power station? No. Then you didn't kill her. She's She is very much alive, and she is very dangerous. What's at the power station? Her? And at that point, you can see the fight below is starting to clear up, and it looks like the moth people, as you now realize they are not all men, have formed into sort of like a tight knot and are sort of holding their own. And the demons seem to have really lost any interest in the fight because what they're fighting for is gone, namely you. Yeah. And they are like gleefully fucking off into the night. Like the demons are just running away, like tee hee hee hee, just running off, giggling, giggling, excited to do what whatever they want as they now have like free reign on earth. Yeah. And she's turns to you and she says, we don't have time. I need to get you out of here. Where now. are you living these days? She points to the forest around. She's like, this is my home. I have to tell CEJ that you're all right. No, no, don't. You can't, you can't tell him. You can't tell him that I, I need him to remember me the way I was. Not what, not what I, I am not what I, not what I did. He's really cool with us, okay? He, like, honestly, I mean, he doesn't love the fact that I keep ripping my jeans up. <laughs> but he's a, uh, he's fine. He, he, he thinks it's kind of cool. I mean, not maybe not cool, but he doesn't, he doesn't scream as much when, it's, when, when I do it. You're going to run away now. And that's the third command that she gives. Oh, fuck. And I just, yeah, I book it. Wait! Yeah. And Rebecca! And you see her, she doesn't even look back at you, and she just flutters down from the tree back to the knot of moth people. And you see her pull up, and Prime kind of looks sharply at her, and then she just, her shoulders slump, and she just sort of forms another one of the like masses of the moth people, like kind of loses her sense of self and becomes just another one of the, I guess, colony. And you run, and then it is daytime, and you are in your car, your mom's car, and the light has turned green, and there is a lot of honking happening behind you. (laughs) Oh, God. How long have I been there? Uh, It looks to me like there's about 10 cars behind you. Oh, my God. Uh, I shake my head, and I uh, hit the gas, and I pull over as soon as I can, and I just look around me and see... Get a bit, get a grip on my bearings. Anything different? Nothing overtly different in town. Town looks the same. I mean, you know, sleepy streets. It's a early morning. Some folks are, are driving to work and other folks are just waking up. The main thing that you would notice, I think, looking around is you have something in your cheek and you pull it out and it is an ear flap from a Stormy Cromer hat. Fuck. Um, I drive to the Old Navy. As quick as I can. Great. And that's where we'll end the session. All right. Woo! Thank 
Thanks so much for listening, Monster Hunters. If you enjoyed this, give us a rating on iTunes. It helps us get the word out and we really appreciate it. And if you want to interact with us more, join our Discord. It's a great place to talk about the latest episode, your fan theories, other games you like to play, what you think people smell like. Really, the choice is yours and you will not be judged. Until next time, watch out for the goonch. That's the thing, you know? You think Scorsese started out like Scorsese? <laughs> no. Yeah, he was like a, a score zero, you know yeah. what I'm talking about?